1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
0: We are live here on Believe in Monsters. I am your host Chris Krogman at shy bears 1985 joined by the most handsomest of all the men in Massachusetts until I disappear. Luke As Berry at L underscore 40. We are brought to you by the believe network at believe B L E A V network on twitter uh we are part of that network for a while now been having a a blast being a part of the new network uh yeah but uh sunday was not the biggest of blasts so lucas how are you feeling tonight my friend
2: fine and peachy i don't know about you but the weather near me is kind of fucked up Bro, we got 70 degrees to like 30, and now my head feels terrible.
0: We got two to three inches of snow, and it's been in the 20s the last three days, and it's like... Was it like 70 right before that? Nah, it's been steadily chilly, but it'll spike back up to like 70 here in a couple days, I'm sure. Denver weather is bipolar. It has no idea what to do. Yeah, no
2: weather here has been bad. It gets dark at four o'clock. So, you know how that goes. Tough transition. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, rough. the Bears, but... I'm still excited about the Bears, even though they're losing. Uh, Sunday was rough. It was a rough fourth quarter.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, Bears dominated a lot of the, you know, statistical things and did uh, Total yards, 408 for the Bears to 323 for the Lions. Lions had more passing yards. Bears had significantly more rushing yards. Um, uh, yard, yards per play is, I think, is a pretty... Good stat. Bears had seven yards of play to the Lions, five and a half. But the Lions had more first downs. Six first Seven down. yards
2: of play is a lot.
0: It is. It is. It happens That's when your quarterback's done. running 67 yard runs. Um, third down efficiency was about the same. Total plays was almost exactly the same. Sacks allowed was very similar. Punts was very similar. Penalties. Yeah. Is where the game differed significantly
2: probably was Uh, decided by penalties
0: yeah i mean they always say you got to play better than the refs take it out of the refs hands or whatever but for a team like the bears (laughs) well right but for a team like the bears it's probably one of the lowest penalized teams in the league to have their highest penalized game against the worst the worst team in the division, let's be honest. I mean, the Lions are terrible. I mean, it doesn't say much about the Bears since they couldn't beat them, but um yeah, turnover battle was also lost by the Bears. Uh time of possession was almost the same, but man, those penalties were were brutal and it wasn't, you know, I mean, there was two really egregious ones that stuck out to me. The uh, punch-out fumble by Kyler Gordon where Jared Goff was not even out of bounds yet. And that dude tripped over whatever that white stuff is on the sideline that's there. He just tripped over himself. And then you had the Jalen Johnson phantom hands to the face on a turnover, which yeah. then led to a Deandre, Deandre Swift touchdown on the very next play. Lucas, which one of those two would you say was was worse? I mean, it's it's kind of obvious. I, that. I just
1: set that up, but
2: yeah, the uh, the punch out. I didn't love the call, but I see why they called it. I feel like the quarterback always gets that call if you touch him when he's like close to the sideline. And he give him a push, even if he sells it. So
0: he didn't push him though. He hit the ball. I, he didn't even I, touch.
2: I know, him. but I know, but Ugh, I, I don't. Fuck. I don't know. I could see why they called that like live. I could see why it would look like he was pushed. Because it, it took like two or three replays for me to be like, okay, he was trying to punch the ball. But um, Scott but that Judge. that Sandborn one was was terrible. and that, I think, quite literally changed the game. I mean, the lines were on the goal line. They would have just turned it over. Uh. Yeah,
0: fourteen uh, they, point, they, uh, fourteen point lead um, maintained. In, I mean, it was basically a
2: 14-point swing because they score immediately, and then the Bears get the ball and throw pick six, which, I mean, was 100% field's fault, but if they're up by 14 points, so they really, I don't know. The situation in the game is different, and it probably doesn't happen. So I don't like blaming the ref, but that single-handedly kind of changed the game there, even though the Bears got it right back, but. Doesn't really matter. I mean, they could have iced the game in a different fashion had that not happened. But here we are.
0: Here we are. Here we are. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I've always, I've tried to be on the not. I don't like bitching about the refs, but man, we've had three games in a row where it's, you know, I'm not saying they they won or lost the game for the Bears, but there were some significant changes you know and adam changing calls yeah momentum changing calls and adam hoge is is a very uh vocal you know writer for chgo that that talks about the the refs on it on their podcast pretty pretty much weekly and he said he'll always call out bad calls you know both ways so he said that there was a few missed calls against the bears as well some some holdings or some like minor penalties false starts, yeah,
2: stuff, so, like, so, that. stuff motion. like that illegal
0: right so like you know when people are, call, are calling for a sky judge and i i totally get it but on the flip side of that are we asking them to like now call every single penalty because good god games will take forever there's probably a penalty that isn't called on like every single play right um so
2: i just think a uh
1: i don't want
0: to i don't want a challenge system but fuck man we got But i mean something. if you
2: if you think about like how fast yeah. they get those nfl reviewers in there like they'll have mike prayer from new york phone in and he'll immediately like he's watching all the games at home immediately be like yeah that was or wasn't a penalty yeah. i mean i think for maybe 15 yard penalties like anything like any kind of pass interference or face mask or penalty like that um could be possibly reviewed or just looked at briefly in the booth or by New York or wherever. I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it needs to be an in-depth thing. I think they just need someone to say, Hey, this should be looked at again or, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, especially like
2: I mean with all the commercial breaks is like, like after a turnover or whatever, it's, it's always going back to commercial break or whatever anyway. So
0: I would maybe start with like the 15 yarders and then anything that causes an automatic first down. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Did you watch the game last night?
2: Yeah, like that was terrible. That the, was just a face mask. Awful. It was horrible. Yeah.
0: yeah. How yeah. do you miss that? Yeah, it was pretty bad.
2: That, that, that changes the aspect. I mean, oh, completely. The Philly was getting outplayed, but that changes the complete.
0: Well, yeah, they were marching game. with like, they were down two. It was at, I think they were at, down two at the time and marching. And the Goddard face mask fumble that wasn't called completely changes the, the, the momentum of that game and what Philadelphia is doing. So whatever it is, what it is. Um, So uh, yeah, bears bears. First drive was great. Um, You know, you started off the game with a read option for fields. He, you know, casually, you know, meanders down the sideline for 28 yards. So campers, just, just, just chilling on it. Nice Sunday afternoon jog for Justin. Uh, jogging Justin is what we could call him, and he'd still smoke a half sun, the
2: league. A Sunday afternoon stroll.
0: That's yep. what Jeff Joniak says. Nice, nice. Uh, and then you had some nice throws to you know throughout the throughout the game to Pettis to Mooney. Obviously, the big Komet. one to Cole Komet um Cole Komet scores two touchdowns
2: I liked his first throw to Komet the one where he uh he kind of evaded some pressure and just tossed it to like he threw like a 40 yard rope down the sideline and I don't even think people realize how tough that throw was but it was absolutely absurd yeah yeah do you know what I'm talking about I can't
0: I can't I don't remember no
2: but, there was one play where he like evaded a sack and then he found Comet like thirty or forty yards downfield and threw a dart to him over like over the head of the defender. It was insane. That that I think that throwback play where Comet scored though, that was definitely what they ran versus the Dolphins in the preseason last year with Nagy. Remember in Field's first game? They ran it to uh whatever yeah, that tight yeah, end's name
0: was. Yeah, totally. And I, I think we're just seeing the evolution of this offense more and more through like gets he tapping into what his players can do and then just exploiting and leveraging that, that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, Hey, you think we're going to do this? Oh, Hey, no, we're going to actually do this. And like, they said that the lions, you know, I think, you know, B Shulks called this out too on Twitter. Lions didn't know what the fuck to do anymore with, with Justin. He, they were like, scared to rush they they got confused as to whether he was going to run or not and so he just like he has time to kind of do whatever he wants down there because they don't want to lose contain and he uh he just threw a bomb dude and Comet got wide open because they were too afraid of what fields would do with his feet
2: yeah safety start peeking in the backfield looking for everything else and uh you know that's wide open i mean that's that's kind of how the Bears are going to have to get their big chunk plays though through the air, I think. I don't they're they're not built for a traditional drop back passing game, and I think we're starting to see that every week. You know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, the Bears can't score when they have the ball in the fourth quarter. Well, it's because when they're down in a game and they need to move the ball quickly, they're not running long long methodical drives with fields of legs in the run game, they just can't straight drop back and pass with five blockers. They can't do it.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, <clears throat> you never typically see like Lamar doing that stuff. Like, I was like, uh, you know, like we we're going back and forth on our text chain. The Bears just can't get into situations like that,
2: right? But their defense not. isn't good enough to make stops. Right. So it's like, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's like
2: a catch twenty-two.
0: <laughs> I mean, the defense has put them in in the position to to win. I mean, albeit this week was not like really putting it in a position. It was more or less just like being subservient enough to let the lions score the go ahead touchdown and then give the ball back. But, uh, like the dolphins game, they, they got to stop in a, you know, it wasn't, it was the first one of the game, but yeah, they, they, uh, they can't drop back and pass because the defense knows it's coming. The D line can pin their ears back they are They don't have the, um, I don't know, like the what game was it, like the commander's game Justin took off and ran. So they could still run this type of offense with Justin more or less just running, but I think defenses are going to just run more cover to shell and just not let him, like they're going to keep their eyes on him instead of their eyes on, like in a man coverage situation, so he can't just take off and all the defenders have their back to him.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're absolutely, they're just gets, playbook is very dynamic and, and opening up every week, but you know, this is just one aspect of the game. I don't think they'll, I don't think they're just able to do this year with their personnel. I almost think at the end of games, they're better off, like you said, just running the same offense and, and hoping they bust a big play in the run game or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's. It is tough to watch these guys when they're when they're forced to actually drop back and pass. It's not pretty right now uh still a work in progress. We know Justin can do it or at least we hope he can and uh I just think they'll need to get some more weapons but to me it's it's really crazy that like the I guess the analytics community has the bears pass blocking as like you know an above average to mediocre unit but like if you watch some of the clips from these games like most of the game these defenders aren't even rushing because they're so scared of fields running so they literally get blocked on purpose just to maintain their gap
0: right right
2: and and then like just bury them then dude and then and 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 then and then then the booger eaters will be like oh yeah Braxton Jones is holding his block for an average of five seconds a plus 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 fields fields holds on to the ball too long that's what it turns into to the analytics community
0: I mean, the analytics community can't like. What's the average wide receivers, you know, yards of separation on the Bears? I guess yeah, I see, it, that's that's
2: that's the shit we don't see. It, but well,
0: I just that, there's a there's an article that I can't remember who the hell the writer is. I can never remember. It's called Reception Perception, and it's uh, it's essentially that is like who's getting the most amount of separation in the league. Uh, against their opponents and i like it's it's more like for it's more fantasy driven so it's more like individual players i guarantee the bears wide receivers are not getting good separation and no whatever i mean so you know you talked about the running game a little bit unfortunately we had uh an injury happen in this game, and I didn't even see what happened. Did you see where Khalil Herbert got hurt? It, it was
2: on the it was on the kick return. They just said he he got up limping. I don't I didn't even know what happened to him. Like he got hit, and then he limped off, and that was it. They mentioned it, and I mean I he walked off the field. I didn't think it was that serious or anything, but now they threw him on IR. So
0: he's got a, some sort of hip injury. So hopefully it's not too bad, but. Hip injury can't be good for a running back.
2: No, no, and those, I guess in uh four weeks they'll see where he's at, but you know, with the season winding down, they might just shut him down for the year, depending on what it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: uh, so it's uh Treston Ebner's season along with our uh, our boy, Monty. uh, our boy, uh, Anderson uh, leading the backfield. Uh,
2: no, was it Anderson or was it, it was something
0: else, Armstrong? Armstrong Armstrong Armstrong, yeah, Anderson is an actual person that played for the Bears, Neil Anderson, so uh, yeah, that's unfortunate, but the other you know one of the other big topics was that Chase Claypool only had like nineteen snaps, and I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, last week, he he basically was just asked to run go routes and and some swing passes and stuff like that, but didn't really seem to be in the game plan this week. So I'm wondering if that was part of it, if it just wasn't the game plan to, you know, throw the ball to that, you know, receiver assignment, regardless of who was in the personnel. Because they didn't throw the ball a ton anyway. Would they have like 150 passing yards? Um, and fifty of those came on that Comet touchdown. So hundred yards over, you know, I don't know what the hell Justin's final stat line was. Twelve for twenty. So eleven of those eleven of those completions for hundred yards. So a little bit like ten yards of ten yards. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh let's see here. Comet had four for seventy-four. Mooney had four for fifty-seven. Pringle had one. Pettis had one. Claypool did have one for eight.
2: It was that was a it was like a rush though. Pettis's like reception those, was like
0: oh like one of those four toss jobbers. Yeah, whatever. Um, I'm I'm not too worried about it
2: though. To be honest, I kind of figured it would be three to four weeks for him to get somewhat no, yeah. into the offense. I mean, it's a hard offense to learn and also if he's not used to you know this kind of coaching style like they obviously put a ton of uh emphasis on blocking and 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 shit like that which is why ESB is always on the field and Pettis so you know if he's if he's not giving 100% effort on all his blocking snaps as well as receiving I'm sure that will take that down as well I mean I'm that's just a random thought of mine but that's the type of player they're looking for so you know, maybe if he wasn't asked to do that stuff in Pittsburgh and not used to it, you won't see the field until he does. But I think three to four weeks. I think next week and the week after, we'll probably see him.
0: Well, Atlanta's, Atlanta's secondary is absolutely atrocious. So he's
2: Yeah, gotta, we said this week versus the Lions was the throw. I mean, this is you the same said, situation. You
0: said I didn't, I didn't say the Lions. Lions defense is just shit, regardless.
2: I don't think there is a bad it's offensive touching, game plan. It's Hutchinson and Okuda. And that's apparently him. Okuda. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's he's had a good bounce back year.
0: Well, he got hurt, right? That was his. I mean, he shouldn't have been taken as high as he was taken, but he got hurt like within the first three weeks of the year last year, right? He was hurt,
2: and he also just wasn't very good. I don't know if he played. Like he I definitely did. Think... What it was either his rookie or last year, where he just wasn't good. But
0: last year was his rookie year wasn't it pretty sure pretty
2: sure he played decent amount just wasn't good well anyways he, 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 he's, he's that out.
0: uh yeah he's 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 playing better so as far as running the football you know bears offense continues to to go ape shit uh fields with another marvelous 13 carries for 147 yards and two touchdowns the first one Knocked the Detroit safety out for the game, and you just trucked him at the goal line. Uh, dude just laid there, poor dude. Uh, and then Herbert had ten for fifty-seven. Montgomery nine for thirty-seven. EQ had had a couple of end arounds, and then Pettis had. Oh no, yeah. So Pettis had a carry, but he also had a catch. Yeah, Pettis had that one catch over the middle. That one that he was coming back. That dart that that Justin threw. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, running game still uh, still fantastic. Regardless of you know who's kind of running the ball, obviously Fields <laughs> that that sixty six sixty seven yard run was was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, his evading skills are just insane. Uh, you know he's nearly getting sacked on every play. He's having to hold on to the ball, and he just gets out of it. He almost got out of it at the end of the game. Like, dude. At the end of the game, he still...
2: That was insane. I, I was like, dude, I thought he was going to throw that downfield and complete it. That was that was absolutely crazy.
0: He had one early in the game where he did that. I think it was the Pettis catch where he he was caught in the pocket kept his eyes downfield popped up and chucked it like really quick and got rid of it over the middle and, and got the completion for a near first down I'm 90% sure that was the Pettis nine yarder Uh but man kids electric and like uh, many people have pointed out uh this was not Justin Fields game in college he was very much a, a throwing quarterback with a rocket arm um
2: I'm pretty sure his most rushing yards in college is like between four and five hundred, which is like solid, but it's not like it's not like some of these mobile mobile quarterbacks like, in like, college who are running for twelve hundred yards and throwing for another thousand or so. It's
0: not like Tim Tebow accounting for 80 right. touchdowns. Yeah,
2: 40, exactly.
0: Forty rushing and forty passing. Uh, so overall, I mean, offense works in a way, but the passing game still needs work, and that's that's everybody, you know. I know you and I, Lucas, had a, a, a nice uh, heated discussion on you know, where to place blame, I guess, is really what it comes down to. Uh, this loss is definitely a team loss. I think a lot of the media wants to see Justin be able to lead a team on a two minute drive. But like you talked about, it's really difficult when the defense knows you have to drop back and pass and there's not a lot of weapons and there's not good protection up front. So um I think that is a, a reasonable request for a, a an elite um, win because of type quarterback. Would you agree Lucas, the two minute drive? winning quarterback is is a good request for his next kind of step
2: yeah i i I definitely agree with that i just mostly have taken uh just just kind of feel like some misplaced blame from the chicago media on fields for not getting that done like i don't think that takes anything away from his development or what we've seen because he hasn't been able to do it because i mean there's been a lot of just a lot of circumstances uh, that we've seen every chance he's got, you know, the Vikings game, for example, we, we got guys dropping passes, the the Washington game and the same thing, guys dropping passes in the end zone. And ultimately, you know, it shows up on the stat sheet is whatever incomplete pass turnover on downs, you know, fields turns it over on downs multiple times, but it's like, all right, without the context there, it's a little bit tough. And I mean, versus the lines, they, they didn't pass really at all in the fourth quarter. Fine. But also they, they missed an extra point. They you know, they, they had a bad penalty against them in the whole nine yards. So it's uh just tough to evaluate it without looking at the the full picture of things, you know. I guess for me, I'm not I don't know. I personally don't care. Like the two minute offense, like I said, it it is what it is. I just don't think they're able to do it at this point in time. So I guess I'm kind of letting them off the hook where other people might be a little more strict on them
0: yeah that's fair um as far as like you know so the the i think john's dropped this stat last week or maybe it was it was the sunday show after the game where teams that have rushed for 225 yards in a game are 40 and 5 and the
2: bears lost twice
0: two of the five losses are the bears this season, which is just ridiculous. So I think that kind of way, like, I think what they're, they're not doing a good job of like kind of uh, expressing this message, but this is kind of what I've taken away from all of it is like, yeah, we as fans, potentially the organization want a better draft pick for the, but for these players, That are going to be here. That are building for the future. These wins weigh. These losses start to weigh on you. Um, You know, I think somebody there was a podcast I was listening to today that said, you know, just as much as you can learn to win, you can learn to lose, and you don't want to develop a losing culture in the midst of a rebuild. Yes, there are a lot of positives going on right now, but like you said, Lucas, with those dropped passes, with the um, bad penalties with just shit going wrong. They're just finding ways to lose, and that's something that I think they want to just get a couple of feathers in their cap of like, "Hey, we can do this," and with better talent, we're going to do it more. But if you don't ever do it at all, it you know we got one off season that people are counting on being like just a miracle, and I don't like i'm very much you know caught up in that as well you know tons of cap room and lots of draft capital and they're gonna have a top whatever pick fuck the way it looks after losing to the lions it might be a top three pick at this point so i don't mind a few real victories here even if it hinders a couple of draft positions you know
2: i'm kind of on the fence i mean i don't I don't root to lose, but if they do lose, I just, that's kind of my positive spin on it is the draft pick. But I'm, I'm just at the point where the outcome is the outcome. I know they will be bad and it'll be a probably a good draft pick regardless, but. uh,
0: I mean, the draft I mean, pick is no, the draft pick is no guarantee. I mean, think about the last time the Bears had a, I had a top five pick. I mean, they traded. It's up, not up Mitch. So,
2: but I just feel like this time, at least with a, you know, some people on Twitter have phrased that you know most years they might not want that pick, but this year specifically, with the state of the Bears, the cap space situation, the kind of roster turnover they're going to go through this off season, you know that top five pick could be so valuable to the point where you know maybe you try and parlay that into two or three more first round picks for a team who needs a quarterback or something and. If you beat the lines, I don't hate hate
0: that idea. Yeah. If you
2: beat the lines, you know maybe that's not a possibility. So in in that kind of sense, you know every loss matters in a somewhat deep QB class where three or four might go in the first round, and you're going to be kind of sitting there in a spot where you have so many needs besides quarterback that you can trade out of that and and get way more picks. And I think that's probably the most likely outcome for the Bears, just from what we've seen. And from that aspect of it, I think. You know you can kind of take solace in the fact that the bears would be bad enough for a top five picks. I mean a few different calls or non calls from the refs or even just a caught ball here or there. The bears might have five wins right now, and we're not even having this conversation so
0: true uh Lucas, are you of
1: the of the take the talent or take the picks kinda kind of person It depends if. If they have, let's,
0: the, say, let's say you're dropping five spots. So you go from, let's say, four or five to 10,
1: and you get one first and a third or something like that. And if you're dropping five like, spots, I, I would do that. But if. Well, like it, Will, Will Anderson
0: and Jalen Carter are still on the board at five.
2: All right. I'm probably taking the player there okay but it really uh, just will come down to i guess I how how they evaluate those guys how they fit into the defense and right. also what the pivot move is and how big of a drop off that is at least right. in this class you know hypothetically speaking if we're not without going too deep, too deep down the rabbit hole if you don't get Will Anderson i think there's two or three other probably two other kind of top-end edge guys you might be able to snag. Sure. And and if your evaluation of them is that, okay, their ceiling isn't far off of Anderson, all right, then, yeah, you're doing that.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: But, Um, I mean, really, I I think the best-case scenario for the Bears is that a team that kind of has, like, a a miracle run this year needs a quarterback. I'm looking at the Giants, maybe looking at the Colts. Like, the Colts are interesting to me, man if the 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 Colts somehow win a few more games with Matt Ryan and, you know, they're picking... Where are they at right now? They're at 15 right now. <clears throat> I mean, if they're going to completely press the reset button, maybe they fire Chris Ballard. They might go all in on trading, you know, 15 to get up to four or five. And if you're making that big of a jump as the Bears, you're going to get a haul back in return. <clears throat> and for a team like that who it's probably going to rebuild. They're probably going to suck next year. So if you can get a first round pick for a team that you think will be bad next year, that's kind of the best case scenario in my eyes.
0: Yep. Yeah. Make a draft date. You're making a trade. Just <clears throat> like, the, like the movie draft day. I want four first rounders and uh <clears throat> give me this guy just because I want him. Uh well, well, you know how it works.
2: I mean, like the bears magically had the, whatever they finished with, they made the playoffs and, what did they have the year they traded up for Fields? Like 20 or something like that?
0: No, they had like 15 and went to 11, I think. Something like that. You all right over there, buddy? I'm dying, man. Something Need something like... some water? let get some water or some alcohol or something.
2: All right. Keep the audience busy. I'll be right back.
0: Copy that. So, folks, uh, yeah, obviously looking forward is, is kind of fun at this point, but we're still in this season. We got the Hot Atlanta Falcons coming up. Very interesting game with a lot of the front office folks over there. Phil Emery, Ryan Pace, uh, and then some of the players that they've they've also picked up. Even down to Cordero uh, Patterson. Who's that? Who's that wide receiver though? Um, Demir Bird. Demir Bird, who's actually had a couple of nice games for the for the Falcons. <clears throat> um, they have. Don't they have like a like a D lineman like a D lineman or two or an offensive lineman? Dude, they have got some so many guys, th- guys from the Bears. They got some some former Bears over there. So uh, Marcus Mariota, you know, being Ryan Pace's baby for for when he first got to Chicago is it's just funny that he's in Atlanta. Um, this is another game where there it's probably winnable, but. <clears throat> I don't know if I see that happening. Fields going home though is, is an interesting storyline. Uh, what do you think about this this game coming up, Lucas?
1: Do you think both teams will combine for 300 yards passing? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Falcons are a lot like Mariota's like like Fields, he
2: does not he throws for like 150 yards a game. This this will be fun to watch. Um, he
1: really? Yeah,
2: I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like the, uh, I mean, the Falcons are kind of very similar to the Bears in a lot of ways. I mean, they've probably won a few more ugly games, but all in all, they're not very good. I mean, they're beatable. It's just really going to come down to like a few plays here and there. I mean, the Falcons defense is not good.
0: Yeah, they have some crazy wins, dude. Like, yeah, they 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 beat the they beat the Seahawks, they beat the Browns, they beat the Niners, uh, they beat the Panthers in a fucking shootout, and then they've lost to the Panthers, they've lost to the Chargers, they got the crap kicked out of them by the Bengals, uh, week, uh, what was it oh yeah, they beat the crap out of the. No, that was... Oh, they almost came back on the Rams. They were they only lost that game by four in the opening weekend or second weekend of the... Yeah, then they had that opening weekend game against the Saints where they lost by one. So it's an interesting team. They can put up some points. They got Patterson. They got Al, Algier back there now uh, running the ball. They have... They traded Calvin Ridley at the break, uh, you know, because he was parlaying some 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 bets um so uh their defense is not bad their offensive line has what i think three first rounders on it uh so they they have some they have some talent in atlanta they might be a quarterback away from making a serious run the weirdest weirdest thing in atlanta for me is kyle pitts i do not understand what's happening there
2: i mean i i just don't think they throw the ball them enough to get him involved that much.
0: It, like, I, so I, I, I have him in a fantasy league and he, he just, like, I've watched some Falcons games and, like, the throws to him are terrible. Just terrible. And he looks like he's out of play. Mm-hmm. Like, just looks so uncomfortable.
2: Well, dude, they, they have Ritter on their bench too. I'm kind of surprised they haven't gone to him yet. Maybe he's I, just. Truly not ready, but I, I mean, would. I
0: would probably man. can't
2: be much worse than Mariota.
0: If, if fucking Pitts has another season like this, I'm I'm offering something, man. That guy's that guy's ridiculous, dude.
2: I actually I acquired him in Dynasty. I'm I'm faithful that he'll get a new quarterback and be better. He's too good not to. I think I think he's too talented not to be. Like I just don't think he's being utilized properly. I think. Well, Mar- our- Mariota's offense is going to be way different than kind of any other quarterback's offense there
0: right right
2: dude Mariota stinks he's pretty bad
0: man that game i was watching he was throwing balls like where he wasn't gripping the ball like (laughs) towards the top three quarters it was like in the middle of it it was like almost like push pass i was like what is what the fuck are you doing bro like you're you're awful. You're awful. Like I, I'm pretty sure he was a Ryan Pace draft crush too. That's what I said. Were you not? But you were coughing. I like yeah. Yeah, it was Ryan Pace's dude. He was trying to trade up to get him. Who was the other quarterback in that class? Wentz. Wentz, man. They both went. Was
2: it Wentz? No, was wait. Mariota. was the year before, I think. And then it was Wentz and golf after that's
0: right it was once in golf who was mariota though it was mariota and somebody wasn't it there
2: wasn't yeah there wasn't there was but that draft class wasn't good so it
0: was 2015 jameis man famous jameis stealing crab legs that draft class was that draft class wasn't terrible that's how that was the kevin
2: that was the kevin white class
0: yeah, we could have, like Amari Cooper fell to five, and I was bummed. Dude, and then this <laughs> one pick before, again, Leonard Williams went, who I would have gladly taken. We could have had Vic Beasley, could have had Todd Gurley, could have had Melvin Gordon.
2: This wasn't a good draft class.
0: Marcus Peters, it was not. I mean, draft class, it wasn't a good draft class for the Bears, that's true, that's for sure.
2: I just, I'm just looking at the first round here, man. Eric Armstead's probably one of the best players from the first round.
0: Dude, look at, like, there was... There was... Wait, how was Jameis Winston a pro bowler? Who's fucking making this designation?
2: <laughs> He's probably the same designation that Mitch got.
0: Alternate. <clears throat> Still, uh... Anyway, all right, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah, so Falcons, I think, will be... A very similar test.
1: I, I don't feel good about this.
2: I have to say, I don't
1: know if I've seen a single Falcons game this year. I got to look up some of their, their numbers. Don't feel good about it. Why? Because, man. I, you, just, you know, I'll tell you when I didn't feel good about the Lions game and I didn't say
0: anything. When, when I guaranteed to win? no because no uh, no it was actually when Brandon chat said he was thinking about doing like a minus 17 alt line I was like we're fucking losing like this game we're fucked we're fucked <laughs> like you can't go out there like he's so he's like you are with all the Philly sports right because he lives in Detroit so he's just like fuck the Pistons fuck the you know the Lions and the Tigers and fuck all of them D- Detroit's sports sucks and then sure shit, we play them, and no, nope, Bears fans can't have nothing nice, so I blame you, Brent.
2: <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Where are these offensive numbers for, for Atlanta, dude? Can't find them. You can find so them anywhere.
1: Atlanta
0: right now is favored. They're just getting the hometown minus three.
2: Yeah, so on a neutral field, they're saying they're even.
1: That's not if the Falcons way, not- and the
2: Bears were to play in the Super Bowl, it would be a pick'em.
0: That's a that's a funny way to say that. You should just say if they played on a neutral site, like <laughs> fucking if they go to London or, or Germany or Munich. Mexico.
2: Munich. Did you see the giant beers they had there? They they looked awesome.
0: Yeah, didn't you? Haven't you been to the Oktoberfest? Yeah yes i have your fucking look... cr- your creepy green screen makes your like eyeball is popping out you weirdo oh sorry i'll turn it off now you look like a cyborg <laughs> missing one eyeball
2: i was trying to read my laptop i was trying to read these
0: <laughs> i'm dying over here here we go Ooh, get the lights turned hey. down low oh there let's you. see now we can get you a ring light or something shine up that pretty face those those the falcons
2: are the falcons are the third uh fewest passing team yardage wise in the league the bears are last followed by the titans and the falcons are third at 156.8 per game i think they have a pretty good rush offense though yeah they're fourth in the league in rushing so kind of flip-flop the bears and the falcons there the falcons are averaging a measly 160.4 yards a game compared to the Bears' 201 yards per game on the ground.
0: God dang! They're, yeah, they're averaging ba- 200 yards a game.
2: The Bears are uh, more than 30 yards better yards per game than the Ravens, which is impressive as hell.
0: And is, is Jenkins going to be back this week? Is, is yeah, I didn't even back?
2: know he was hurt, dude. Yeah, so weird. Know
0: so if you had 10 actually 10, dude 10, the 10, falcons 10,
2: offense is 23 points per game it's not bad they're like 15th in the league right behind dallas
0: no i know i know that's what i'm saying like they get in these weird shootouts because i think their defense isn't terrible i think their defense is halfway mm-hmm. decent as far as like front seven goes their secondary is trash uh
2: well let's see their uh let's see their yardage per game for the Falcons' defense is they're second; they're beat right behind Detroit in yards per game. They give up almost four hundred yards per game on average.
0: I would, Ooh baby! Their defense is trash. I, I sit corrected.
2: Let's um, see, passing wise, they give up. Uh, passing wise, passing wise, the Falcons are dead last in the NFL. They give up two hundred and eighty yards per game.
0: Maybe your field's 200-yard game will come this week.
2: And rushing. They're not bad versus the run. Middle of the pack. Yeah, they so give they up be 120. One, 120, yeah. So uh, I think you're kind of spot on. I think the D-line D and linebackers are pretty good. Uh, they, they give up 25 points per game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this, this is the, uh, believe it or not, the line's pass defense isn't as bad as you would think.
1: Even though they give
0: up to, oh, the Lions pass defense. Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, where are they? I don't even.
0: They give uh, up, The I Lions mean, give up the event. most rushing yards to quarterbacks. I mean, outside of fields.
2: So, yeah, this, this could be the week where the Bears open it up a little bit. I know we said it last week, but Vegas thinks this is going to be high scoring. I think this is the highest sprint of the week at 50.5 points. Tell me the last time the Bears got 50.5 point over under. I can't tell you the last time uh Falcons minus 3 at home like you said This is this is a projected higher total than the Chargers and Chiefs
1: Well I guess it
0: depends on where you go Let's see Unfanned. that uh might have opened up fit Yeah, it's at 50 right now
2: That's crazy. I mean, I I think I said a few weeks ago, I mean, I'm going over in every single Bears game from here on out. <laughs> they can't stop anyone and they can score points.
0: Yeah, I just looked for those uh, that plus, you know, that plus money, or that uh, those plus, those like shit, dude, I think, who are they playing? I got plus 24 points or some shit, was it the I think it was the, no, it wasn't the Vikings. Well, It might have been when they went down big at half or something like that. No, it was after that, because that's the game that kind of made me start thinking to do this. Who did they... Maybe it was the maybe it was the Dolphins. Did they get down big to the Dolphins early? Really Dallas. Was. Dallas. Oh, Dallas, yeah. Yeah, weren't they down by like twenty at one yeah. point? Like they got twenty down, to three or something like that. They got down fast in that game. Yeah. So I think that was I got twenty four and like 24 and a half points. And it was still fucking close. It was like still a 20-point win for Dallas. How
2: many, how many one-possession
1: games did the Bears lose this year? Basically all of them besides Dallas, right? Probably. Probably.
0: That's not necessarily a good thing, though. Because like the Raiders won a bunch of one-possession
1: games last year, and they're awful this year. They're terrible. Oh. They added a think- bunch of pieces, too. I think the
2: analytics nerds would tell you that the regression went the opposite way for them this year in one possession games.
0: Well, thank you. Thank,
2: thank you. you nerds.
0: Thank you nerds. That's that was, a, <laughs> that was even that was even uh, I could even catch on to that one. Um
2: they lost 5
1: one possession games this year, so 5 out of their 7 losses. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, not really a whole lot else to talk about. Defense,
0: defense play, I thought, you know, Sanborn was a nice, uh, had a nice game, nine tackles. He had the pick that wasn't.
2: Two sacks.
0: Uh, two sacks. Dude, he had
2: a really nice play, play on Jared Goff. His first sack on the goal line was sick, where Golf was trying to escape, and he just kind of, I don't know how it wasn't like a penalty, but he kind of like grabbed him by the neck
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah, there was also uh oh man speaking of headlocks and, and shit like that mark sanchez is a terrible announcer is that who's calling that game yeah he was fucking awful as a color commentator guy he said something about going for the headshot shout out call of duty and i'm like really I- my guy I've did been on that goal line one with the head, the head he said something about shout out WWE and I'm like bro <laughs> shout out butt fumbles dude shut
1: up <laughs> you sound like an idiot but
2: half these announcers they have on these networks anymore are like
0: they're hard to listen to man yeah. almost to me almost all of the play by play guys are the same dude I really can't tell the difference between a lot of their voices. Like, I have no idea who this is calling this game.
2: I, I like Gus Johnson. Okay. That's, Do that's you great. like him? I don't well, know I'm who just he saying, is,
0: man. They all sound like dude, the he, same person. He's,
2: he's like the guy that called, like, every game when Fields was at Ohio State. He's like, he, he like does a big, long pause between, like, passes. Be like, Fields, looking, throwing, downfield gus johnson yeah. dude he's iconic i'm he's sure cool. he is man
0: i'm sure he's the only fantastic. announcer i know
2: because he's very different than the rest but i do agree most of them sound exactly the same
0: yeah so uh very very rough uh yeah and then sanborn had another really nice play where it was like a third and one and he filled the hole and just hammered drove him backwards, backwards. Yeah, yeah drove him backwards and it was it was a a great hit and violent tackle that prevented a first down. So I mean, maybe they have something there. I don't know. Uh, they have no pass rush. You
2: know, dude, it's like, when was the last time they got a set? When was the last time they got a pressure dude? Like I can't even count on one hand, how many pressures they've had the past three or four weeks.
0: I, I, I don't know. I mean, outside of the secondary,
2: what happened to Gibson, dude? I thought he had so much promise and like
0: I think he was be- I think in- he was really benefiting from being on the other side of Quinn. I mean I don't know. He did he had a pressure though. He got in the backfield so fucking fast on one of those plays and he just ran right by somebody.
2: They gotta get Muhammad out of there. He's terrible.
0: He's awful. He's terrible.
2: The only wow. guy I think on that defensive line who I think deserves to be back next year is probably Justin. Justin Jones has been pretty solid for the bears. Yeah. I think
0: I would agree. I like Justin but Jones,
2: the rest of these guys. It's, it's uh, I
0: like, I like Armani Watts too. I think Armani Watts plays pretty well for a, for a one tech. I think they,
2: I think they could replace him. Like they could probably upgrade though.
0: I don't yeah, know. I mean, he's, a, I think basically he's a fantastic rotational piece. I mean, you yeah, basically
2: that fantastic. whole D line needs replaced, man. they're so bad.
0: You know who's awful? Who's absolutely terrible? Mike Pennell is fucking awful. <laughs> he has a stupid number. First off, he has like an offensive lineman number. It's 64. What self-respecting <laughs> defensive lineman wears 64?
1: Mike Pennell. Dude, apparently.
0: Go back to the penitentiary with that shit. <laughs> I have no idea if he's ever been to jail. I'm just saying that I, I, that fucking guy sucks, dude. Blackson's not terrible. He's he's a little bit of an upgrade over over Pennel, but both those dudes are clear second teamers on a very bad defense. So
2: when you when you watch the game live, do you normally watch the D line or the linebackers? I feel like I never watch D line play. Like when I watch it live, I always watch the linebackers.
0: Where did you play in high school?
2: I mean, I played linebacker. That's why. So that's probably why. But I, I watch D line. You're like you're like naming all these guys, and I'm like I. I can't even tell you how often Pennell or Blackson was out there. Yeah. Like so I I, I, I don't watched, look I, at him at all.
0: Yeah, I watch D line play. Yeah, I watch that's and that's where I played. I played uh, we played a, a three four essentially and I played five tech. So I watched that a lot. Um Mike Pennell. Those guys are awful. Armani Watts has got some got he's that's a, he's a big man. Like six five, like you get some push but sometimes sometimes these guys line up so goofy like they line up like with their butts crooked kind of down and like their head almost up already and they look like like flat and then they just come off the ball and their heads are already popping up and i'm like what are you doing low man wins and you're popping your head up and you're just like they'll stand the guy up because they're just so big and strong but some of their techniques are just weird sometimes to me. I don't know. I mean,
2: I could, are uh, you at all concerned about the defense and the fact that Ibra Flus is a quote-unquote defensive
1: mind? The
0: only concern I really have Slash, is it, it do, does do you,
1: look like there's a little less They don't seem like motivated.
0: Try hard as there was at the beginning of the beginning of the year. It looks do you like they I think they're, Qu-
2: Quinn and Smith have impacted that. I think more so than their play, I think their presence kind of impacted that more getting more out of the defense, but not necessarily like them elevating the defense.
0: I would agree. Um, but when you have a guy like Smith, that's, you know, flying around making plays and stuff like that, 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 that pumps guys up like Nicholas Morrow had some nice, nice plays. I mean, I'm not saying he's a good player, but he, he, he's had some nice plays. Um, they definitely need to upgrade linebacker. I mean, their, their whole front seven needs at least five, if not six new dudes. I
2: mean, I'm starting to question their secondary now, too. Like, I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, to me, my, I, my thing is you can't get any pressure. Vildor, as dude, much as you know you, you love that dude, is, is gone. He, he's was, go, he's was, been gone downhill. Well, he's also hurt. And they yeah. can't – well, so, like, you can't blame him for two games ago against the two best receivers in, in the league, right. best tandem in the league. Jalen's been hurt, so that was that's what's wrong with him. I didn't know that he had an oblique injury. I'm surprised he didn't pop off about that fucking hands to the face. He's usually very willing to run his mouth. but
2: Yeah, I, I hope—I don't know. I hope we can get a glimpse of healthy uh, Johnson by the end of the year because I—, I I don't know, man. I just feel like he hasn't been as good this year. I, I was kind of hoping he would take that next step forward as, like, you know, true number one cornerback.
0: What do you look for in a number one cornerback? Like, are you looking for turnovers? What are you looking for?
2: Yeah, I feel like turn, but it, they never really throw at him either. So it's that's kind the, of hard so to so judge off that. That's but. what I judge it
0: off of. It's like if they're not throwing at him, they're respecting him, and he's doing a good job.
2: Well, like I don't know this game where he said he had the oblique injury. He was just he was getting cooked, man, by no name receivers, and I was just yeah. Like, but Whoa. he's not
0: that. See, that's the 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 biggest problem with like Jalen is he's like he's meant to go against guys like
1: bigger like Jamar receivers. Chase,
0: like bigger guys. Yeah, like bigger guys, more physical guys. I mean, I know Chase is fast too, but he's not Tyree Kill fast. He's not even that little eight, number eighty five dude that the lions had or, or yeah what was, his, what was his name tom anderson basic ass white boy name was that the
2: dude that that was the dude that flopped over when johnson hit him
0: no that was Something Glenn or Dunn, or so <laughs> I'd never heard of the dude before. You know, Tom bizarrely. Anderson was like eight, he's number 85. He looks like Wes Welker, essentially, out there, just like with a little skiing, looking like a little go kart. He's the one that ran away from Johnson on that, like deep, <laughs> like crosser over the middle that Goff hit, and just dude just took off for like a 40 yard gain. Yeah, that was not good. He's not built for that. And I don't know how you defend against those guys unless you just pass them off really, really well in zone.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I okay. uh,
0: So much cushion that you can... Whatever.
2: Slightly disappointed in the defense. I would like, like you said, maybe like to see more of the try-hard kind of attitude that we thought Iberflue should bring. Um, You know, I... I wasn't a huge fan of the Allen Williams hires. I'm still waiting for him to kind of show me something. We'll see. Maybe Ibrflus gets more involved down the stretch. Who knows? I don't know.
0: I don't. I, I don't. I don't know with Alan, I don't know where you go from Alan Williams. I mean, I don't think Ibrflus is going to want to change uh, styles or anything like that. But I don't know, like, like I said, where you would go from here. Do you? Um, do you bring in another guy from uh from that type of that type that that uh, uh Colts regime? Do you you know find somebody else on you know that kind of like an old Marinelli dude or like what do you do? Like I don't even know where to go from. If I don't you
1: know. If you I fired just fired
0: Alan Williams tomorrow. Like what? The, who the fuck do you hire?
1: I,
2: that hire to me was just. I get why they did it because he was on the Eberflus staff, but he had his chances at DC before, and he wasn't good. And then they kind of gave him another chance. And I don't know. The Bears obviously don't have talent, but the defense isn't... I feel like they. I thought they'd be a little bit better than this. It is what it is, though.
0: Well, I mean, really you lose you lose two marquee players... It's a big deal. And then you have more, more more guys that get hurt. It's a big deal. Um, hopefully, you know they get they get some talent in there, both free agent wise and in in the draft. Um, there's so many holes to fill. Yeah, that they're they're going to get some talent. I mean, I know people love Duran Payne um, or Hargrave or Hargrave fucking both um right, yeah Edmonds know. yeah Edmonds is a is a is one that a lot of people like he was wasn't he in the same class as Roquan
2: yeah he was that was the guy I thought the Bears were gonna take honestly and I mean
0: he's, he's stupid fast right like
2: he's huge but yes he is fast he's not yeah like I don't know if he's Roquan fast but he is fucking mad like he's like six four. He's a uh, he would go he, well in this defense. Yeah, Iberflus likes his uh, linebackers big and long. Whoa, whoa!
0: <laughs> That's what she said. Th-
2: this is it, though. Th- I mean, this is modern football. You know, um, at the end of the day, we've seen the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Buccaneers win. The, like, you need just you need a a, a great. No, offense. Buccaneers
0: had a phenomenal defense.
2: They did. They fucking destroyed Mahomes.
0: I mean, I know the O-line
2: was trash, but... Well, my my point being was, I think, in today's NFL, if you have an offense, you can put up 30 points a game. If you have a defense that's just good enough to make a stop here and there, you can win. I mean, the Chiefs defense that year was not good, but they had enough pieces to get by. I, I think... Yeah, bear, no,
0: right. like you, you, you take advantage of the spots you get. You go up one or two touch. Right. You go up one or two touchdowns, force I, the team into passing. And if you have, like, to me, pass rushers and cornerbacks are the the cream of the crop on defense. You know, if you can yeah. slow the pass down and and rush the passer, you're you're going to be fine. You know, linebackers yeah. and D linemen, you can make it work.
2: Yeah, I guess that's my overall point. Is that. The Bears defense needs to get better, but if the offense is able to kind of play like this with some more pieces, the defense won't need as much to kind of get them where they need to go.
0: Yep. Yeah. They got to get, they have to get pass rushers. Have to.
2: Yeah. Well, this is a good draft for it. So we well, shall see.
0: Well, bear down, Lucas. Let's do some predictions, sing the song, and get the fuck out of here.
2: <sighs> nah, we can't. That's Joe's song to sing.
0: Well, I, I pulled up the lyrics and everything.
2: You can sing it. I'm not singing.
0: We can talk through it.
2: We can say it. <laughs> we can talk it. All
1: right.
2: All right. All right. All right. Bears, so, predictions. 50 and a half minus three. I'm going to hurt myself again. I'm taking the Bears, dude. I just, they're going to win one of these games. They just, they can't. As the fucking booger eating nerd will tell us, the 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 fucking the bad luck, the regression will stop eventually. They're gonna get a good bounce soon. They're gonna be Falcons.
0: If they they don't, they're headed into a rough stretch.
2: I just feel, dude. They're gonna. I have a feeling. My gut tells me they're gonna win one of these stupid games. It's
0: the They could literally. They could lose out. Like they could lose out. But you I felt I you're... felt good going into the Lions game that they could beat the Lions, the Falcons. They could probably beat the Jets, but that was going to be close. We talked about them potentially just getting fluky against the Eagles or Bills. We just saw the fucking who just beat the Bills,
2: the Vikings, and they ran all over them. They, the Bills can't stop the fucking run. Dude.
0: Yeah, but didn't somebody shittier beat the Bills? A week ago they're, they're on back-to-back losses
2: Uh, yeah the Bills lost to the Jets
0: the Jets I guess they're not that shitty that defense is legit Their defense so is good <laughs> I, so yeah I, I mean it's concerning right now so I mean shit, dude, that put, <laughs> that really puts them in the top five if they do lose out uh, I would like to beat the Packers at home that would be a lot better than losing
2: but I, I would count that as a fluky win too I think they'll win one of the Packers Bills or Eagles games I'll give them one out of those three. I think they'll have one fluky win there.
0: All right, so you're uh, picking, the bears.
2: I'm picking bears, the bears.
0: Bears straight up, Bears or, or Bears plus three?
2: Uh, bears straight up.
1: What's I'm your score say,
0: prediction? For Fifty and a half, you're looking at like 27,
2: 23. I'm going to say uh, 34, 27 Bears.
1: Okay. Uh, I think the Falcons win at home. I think
0: the Bears' streak of thirty points a game comes to an end because, like, it's this. I mean, this isn't sustainable. But if it if it is, great. Fucking awesome. Um, so I
1: think the Falcons win twenty eight twenty three. is that a disappointing fields game for you? Um No, I just don't think they run as well. I think the Falcons will try to really contain him
0: and Montgomery has looked weird this 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 year. So I think Fields pass as much better this game but doesn't have the explosive running game again.
2: Yeah, but Montgomery has looked weird, but I He's one of those guys, he's kind of, to me, he's similar to Josh Jacobs where you need, he's not good in a committee. I feel like you just have to keep feeding him the ball and he will eventually break big runs. I don't think he's a good good where that you'll give 10 carries a game and he'll be efficient with them. I think you have to give him, I think you got to get him in the rhythm of the game.
0: 16, 16 to 22 carries type guy.
2: Yeah, and throw him the yeah. ball a few times. I mean, maybe this is the week That's you get what you've been asking for.
0: Throw him the yeah. fucking ball. Throw him the ball, dude. Please throw him the ball. That'd be get sweet. Him on a I mean, wheel, get him on a wheel route, on a little Texas route over the middle. Get him get, get him the damn ball. I mean, I know he, Fields checked down to him once, but shit, I hate and those work he, sometimes. but He
2: threw that. He, Montgomery must have that insane catch they got a PI on late in the game. Remember that? I don't know if it was a wheel route. Might have been a wheel route. He hit him up the sidelines, and Montgomery like kind of caught the ball with the guy draped over his head, and then the guy was draped over his head, so he didn't, but... (laughs) But he got a P.I. out of it. Draw penalties. All right. Bears are winning. Joe Gaither should be going to the game, but he probably won't be.
0: All right. Well, bear down, Chicago Bears, make every play, clear that way to victory. (laughs) Bear down, Chicago Bears, put up a fight with a might, so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with that T-formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears.
1: Bear Bear down. down.